Welcome back to the Point Break Minute. We break down Point Break minute by minute. Get down if you want to surf with us. One, two, three, four, Point Break Minute. Wow. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm or just... you, thought, you thought that was Anthony Kiedis, I'm assuming. I, th- I, th- I thought you had a very, very special guest. Wow, yeah. <laughs> if only. We can only dream. Anyway, I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. And I'm George Hendricks. Thank Hi. you for being on the Point Break Minute, George. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're going back to the class, Point Break Classic, Point Break Minute Classic. Our uh, Jessa is going to break down the minute for us because she's just better at it than I am. <laughs> we tried doing it the opposite way, but uh, let's go back to the... If it's not broke, don't fix it. So uh, why don't you go ahead, Jessa? If it's awesome. not point broke, don't fix it. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Funny, funny. Nice. So... Minute 34. Minute 34 starts with Keanu walking a surfboard into the bushes while Gary Busey is in a car looking out of the window with binoculars. It looks like his car is parked across the street from where Keanu is and that he's probably watching him. Um, Keanu is behind the bushes and Gary strains to see him. And there's no music during this part, which is kind of cool. I thought that was a good choice. Um... The column before the storm. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Keanu is in an outdoor communal shower, and he is showering with his eyes closed. Like you do. In in ecstasy here. Really, he's, uh, it's like a shampoo commercial. Yeah. It makes me wonder if it's, uh, this is kind of stupid, but if it's hot water or cold water, because if it's really cold water, like, it doesn't sound that nice. But um, anyways, a figure of a man enters the screen and turns off Keanu's shower. The man's neckline is zigzagged. He has zigzag hair. So as, as we've established in Point Break Minute canon, Jessa is a hairstylist. Um, so yes. she notices things that, I mean, I noticed it too, but you noticed it before I did. The, the hair that these four... Uh, these four guys have is bonkers it's pretty bonkers and you see yeah his neckline is a zigzag and he also has a rat tail mm, uh, not a rat tail what he would has, you call it he has his hair tied back into a ponytail that's braided okay okay a rat tail is like a th- that doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well yeah but, but yeah. a rat tail is very different accuracy is important yeah. so um since we're talking about hair uh I'll, i was gonna get into uh the hairstylist for this movie, which is uh, Paul Abascal. Um, there are a couple other, you know, makeup hair people on it, but uh, he was the lead hairstylist or the the first build at least. And uh, he's he's made some interesting choices here. Um, I assume Anthony Kiedis just brought his own style, but uh, he did some other interesting things. He um, Paul Abascal did uh, Die Hard. Uh, his makeup department. Uh, Judge Dredd, the Stallone Judge Dredd, Lethal Weapon, Predator 2. Uh, he was um, Patrick Swayze's hairstylist for, uh, personal hairstylist for Letters from a Killer and Three Wishes. So he's really good at feathering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He specializes. From what yes. I can tell, like everything you've lived so far has a good bit of feathering in all of it. Yeah, this yes. is probably when he was in his heyday in the 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. The Farrah Fawcett so now- spray. Oh yeah, so this now makes me question because he, he did Roadhouse, which the, yeah, also exactly is, is so much very, uh, yeah, yeah, Roadhouse is is very uh, you know is a tie-in in this minute. 
So this makes me question, though, because the first time I ever saw Die Hard, the first thing I noticed was Bruce Willis's chest hair. And it's just... <laughs> you think he, he like, I, combed it out a little no, bit? No, it's just a tuft. It's like a, <laughs> a very odd tuft. It's a blowout. It's really distracting. Yeah. So he he had something to do with that. So... Yeah. Probably, you know... We're about to shoot. I want to make my hair chest, my hair chest, chest hair look great. Paul, come over here. Can you zhuzh so, it up a little bit? Yeah, just yeah. Give me a little product in there. Yeah, a little pomade. Oh yeah, blow it out. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we we got um, this first guy who turns off the shower. He yeah. has the zigzag in the back. So then um, Keanu is surprised and turns around and sees dudes surrounding him. Total sausage fest. Oh, oh yes, total <laughs> sausage party. And what, did, what did you say in like a previous minute? Muscles, dicks, boys fighting. Yep, that yep. still applies. It does. Even it does. more so in this. Movie. Most of this movie is 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 are those three um, qualifiers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But this time they're wet and shirtless. Yeah. So that's good. Um. So the camera lingers over each guy. And uh, for a second, while they make a threatening facial expression. <laughs> so first is Zigzag, then Anthony Kiedis, and I'm not even going to touch his hair because knowing nothing about Anthony Kiedis aside from the fact that he was in um, uh, the dude, the Big Lebowski. Um, uh, actually, um, that was he was not. That was Flea. Oh, yeah, Flea was, never yeah. mind. You, he's been, so there, I know even less about Anthony Kiedis. Usually when there's a Red Hot Chili Peppers, when there is a Red Hot Chili Pepper in a movie, it is Flea. But in this case, it's the other one, Anthony well, Kiedis. With a few Anthony Kiedis um, uh, cameos. Although that's probably because Flea is a much better actor than Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> yes. Although, <laughs> Although he has one line in this and, and he like delivers it. the hell out of it. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll so, talk about it. We'll talk about who it. Who is Anthony Kiedis now? I'm curious because now I have no so clue who this it, person is. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I will inform you as best I can. And maybe you can help out, George, if you uh, have any in- insight on the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Anthony Kiedis is the lead. Yeah. He's the yeah. lead singer. Um, okay. Yeah. Flea was the bassist. Flea is okay. the bassist. So they're both um, there. Yeah. And the other guy who was never in anything. Okay. Yeah. And there's the there's drum, the drummer them. that looks like Will Ferrell, um, and oh. the guitarist who uh, I've heard has gone on to do some interesting solo work, but I don't. Know oh, oh yeah, it was yeah, that guy. Yeah, so Anthony Kiedis <laughs> is you know he's a ridiculous kind of larger than life figure. As they're you know, always like naked, right, or something. Yeah, they had a they they would perform early on with just socks over their their dicks because that's comfy. I mean, maybe it is. It's very cu- cu- you know yeah very comfortable. You get a lot. If if you yeah I mean if if you want, want a lot of breeze going on around the body less clothes I guess I, I'm just like if you're to the point where you're just wearing a sock you might as well just not wear the sock what's the, exactly. what's the point of that yeah so yeah. you have to worry about the sock staying on and mm-hmm. like then what if it drops while you're oh, playing your you modesty is in. gone yeah. yeah modesty is something that they really that's very important to the Red Hot Chili Peppers I'm sure I always like the stuffed animal pants myself. <laughs> oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. is this one of their fashion styles if you watch the video for their cover of higher ground flea uh-huh. the bassist is wearing uh an entire set of a pair very large pair of pants made sewn completely of like actual size stuffed animals it's this it's sounds a sight like to a behold. lady gaga outfit oh they were they were out there they were a little progressive for sure yeah, interesting yeah there's the style like so you see him you see anthony kiedis in the, this movie that gives it gives you a pretty good idea of 
what sort of person he is and what his uh, his stage presence is. So is his hair normally that bonkers? Yeah, it changes a lot. I watched a couple videos uh, today and mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Give It Away, he has pretty similar kind of like braids going on, but they're longer. Does he um, have yeah. like weird shaved sections? Yeah, I'm sure. It, it's just kind of all over the he place. He is covered in silver paint as well, so it's kind of hard to oh. tell. Yes. There yes. you go. Um, <laughs> or is it gold? And then it's I also... been a while since I've seen the video. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was hard to tell. Some kind of paint. Uh, and then under the bridge, he just has like very straight Garnier Fructis long hair. So it changes throughout the years, um, but it's generally pretty weird. Interesting. Okay. So maybe it's not that buck wild for his hair. No, this is like this is what I would expect of him. I just so I just question- feel that for some reason the Venn diagram of Anthony Kiedis hairstyles and surf Nazi punks just overlap like a nice yeah. little bit. There's some overlap there. It works. So my question is then, did those guys have to get those bonkers haircuts to match Anthony Kiedis, or was it just like, yeah, I'm gonna shave my head in a zigzag? Well, let's take a look at who these guys are. Okay. See if we can get at least close to an answer here. We have Chris Peterson as Bunker. Um, he's the guy who we see kind of first. He's the guy who speaks first. He says, you know, yeah, Keanu Reeves, if you want to, you probably have the actual line there. But uh, he's like, so this is the part where, this is the part where you say, locals rule and yuppie surf whatever drool. Oh, and- yeah. I mean, we're still going over the hairstyles. I'm not even there yet. Okay, well, yeah. there's that part. I'm just trying to establish who Bunker is. He's the blonde, probably an actual skinhead. He's the one to the far right. With a goatee. Uh, yeah. For Keanu's perspective. He's got the, he's got the skinhead teeth. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he has two earrings in one of his ears. He reminds me of Kimi from Lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember the actor's name. Yeah. Ever. But... I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You really you got that guy that you love to hate. Yeah. He looks like the kind of guy that always dies first in something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's in Platoon, yeah, as I'm looking over yeah, your so shoulder. His so. his uh, acting credits are interesting. He, his first credit is Suburbia, um, which is – there was another movie called – no, that was, what, Suburbicon that came out this year? I don't know. Yeah. Um, this was uh, – I don't – actually, I haven't heard of this movie. Flea was in it, though, so – <laughs> There's another crossover. He's worked with two Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, he was in Platoon. He was in uh, Born on the Fourth of July as Aid Number Three, um, and he was in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. And the new new, new Twin Peaks? Uh, no, this is uh, Twin Peaks. The Missing Pieces is like uh, I don't really know what that. It's like un unaired footage of yeah. Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. So that's yeah. probably just Firewalk with me was a standalone movie. They did the series yes. and they did a movie was separate. It was supposedly sort of wrap things up that mm. kind of, kind of like the Serenity movie for Firefly, but it didn't really do a very good job. No, I mean, well, anything as with anything, David Lynch, it doesn't really wrap anything up. It just leaves more questions. Um, yeah, he was in that. Uh, he was on Baywatch episode of Baywatch, um, but only 14 credits for this guy. So he managed to get himself into some, uh, some noteworthy, things but not a not a long career um so i don't really know whether he looks like that normally or not mm-hmm. like what sort of seems like There's he's just no kind of an of actor him. um yeah no no picture on imdb mm-hmm. then we have uh vincent Klin or vincent klein as war child and he's uh he has 31 credits he was he's a seasoned professional 
Yeah. Yes. He, we we brought this up earlier with uh, Simon Irving, but he was in Cyborg. Oh my God, he's Fender Tremolo. <laughs> he was Fender Tremolo in Cyborg. Oh my God. Which is, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. That's a movie I saw once and vaguely, I remember him doing the splits over a door and that's pretty much. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> the Jean-Claude Van Damme patented um, split scene. Yeah, gotta he's got to have, have it as in his contract. And some butt shots. Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever watched uh, Cyborg all the way through. It's it's yeah, kind of slow, it. surprisingly, uh, from what I remember. But for a JCVD movie, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he was in that. He was in Double Dragon. Uh, so it looks like he might be kind of an action guy, maybe kind of a, a fighter. He's from New Zealand, apparently. Uh, oh, and he was a he was a surfer, so that makes cool. sense. Because we do see him surfing in the the previous minutes. So in the mid '80s, he was one of the top five surfers in the world. That's pretty so, pretty big. There you go. Was he a surfer and then he went to acting as like sort of a side thing, or did he looks like it? it yeah. yeah, because that was yeah. in the mid '80s, and yeah. his first yeah. credit is '89. Like, oh, I got these awesome like surf skills. Like, yeah, come be in this movie, bruh. Which is funny because it looks like Cyborg was maybe one of his first credits. It, it is his first. It credit. is his first. So credit. I wonder if it was just he. I wonder if he got a little bit of fame on ESPN two. More being like one of the, you know, cameo, or not tremolo. Yeah. yeah. So they just like, well, he, he has a good look to him. He could be in some movies. Yeah. Acting, you know, acting, schmacting, whatever. Um, and then who's the last guy? Yeah, so we got Anthony Kiedis. And then we have, I, what, I, this one was hard, harder to figure out. And this guy doesn't have any lines. So um, I think it's Dave Olson. Uh, who's been in nothing else. Point Break is his only credit. Um, I think he's probably just, you know, a guy that had a look that they liked. And he didn't have any lines, so just yanked from just, the extras pen. Yeah, or maybe he was, you know, he yeah. he fights a little bit, so maybe he's a you know a friend of the or friend of Glenn R. Wilder, the stunt mm-hmm. coordinator. So, speaking of a look they like, um, he's got this emo undercut look, and he's like holding his head to the side, <laughs> and he's all wet, and he's the deep member of the yeah, he's like so- Andrew W. K. if he was a boy you know he'd be the sensitive one in a boy band he's about to get this party started yes yes and he's and by party we mean playing guitar off in the corner yes and then last one is bunker who is probably a skinhead with a goatee so you know never has there been more braids and shaved designs in hair it is just a crazy hair party here and that's like what my main obsession was with this minute Mm -hmm. your main takeaway yes yes um so zigzag um who is war child but i'm gonna be referring to him as zigzag sure thank you thank you thank you has to happen of course um asks is this the guy and Bunker says, yeah. And then Keanu has this whole spiel that Mern was talking about of the, okay, I know this is where you tell me about how locals rule and how yuppie insects like me shouldn't be surfing your break, right? And really happily, they say, nope. And then Anthony Kiedis's famous line. That would be a waste of time. Oh. With- very weird high-pitched laughter coming from an unknown source the laughter is something i made a note of yeah (laughs) like none of these guys look like they would have that laugh but i assume it's bunker i'm assuming it's emo undercut you think it's emo undercut 
Yeah. Yo, he's one of those crazy ones. He's quiet and yeah. he like laughs and he's like, oh, he there's something weird going on back there. Yeah. yeah. High pitched kind of joker laugh. Yeah. I, I could see that, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be a waste of time. I, I made a note of this too that Anthony Kiedis communicates with his whole body. Like his hands are just right out there. And the other two guys, Warchild and uh, Bunker, are just kind of doing the face to the camera, but he has to just get his funky self into it. And I like that. It's 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 very point break, I guess. It it fits what I like about the movie. Yeah. I like that Zigzag mm-hmm. keeps his hairstyle like consistent with the front of his head as well as the back. So yeah. he got that weird like like indentation right on in his like temples that he just he's like <laughs> yeah. he does not he's like, Gilson, I'm gonna go all the way around. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. He's like he's like the hair equivalent of Jughead's hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, he, yeah. that's what he took a picture to to the salon mm-hmm. and was said, make it said, like this but upside down and like all over my head bro yeah. you get me you feel me bro yeah make me beautiful like jughead yeah make make me like one of your french girls mm-hmm. yes. um i also made a note that um the surf nazis look like they were just in the shower too they're, they're just all coming out of the water covered though. well They've made it all the way from the water to, you know, they walked across the beach and they still look like they just got sprayed well, with something. Their hair's not going to dry by well, the time. Yeah, like and it's, and it's, it's real humid out there, so it's not going to evaporate. Is it humid? In California? In LA? Yeah, yeah, on the coast. Yeah. Okay. I just, it seemed like, they, you know, the water droplets are just all over their faces. And uh, that's actually pretty cool because when the fight starts in the next minute. We'll we'll go They're into all that. But slippery water droplets are just flying everywhere. So it was a good uh, good image. Nice. So uh, yeah, it ends with the uh, we're just gonna fuck you up, and then they all laugh, smiling. Yeah, he yeah. has like a nice smile. We're just gonna fuck you up. Yeah. Which number is that? That is, uh, I think that's zigzag that says that. Yeah, no, I was just like how many. So I read somewhere that it was like they say the word "fuck" 105 times in the movie, and I didn't know how many out of that 105 this was. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, that's a lot of times. That's a it lot of times lot. for it one movie. It's um, like an hour, hour and a half, maybe, and it's like pushing. Like that's that's like every couple of sentences you're dropping an f bomb that's yeah i'm i'm in, i'm in no way uh an etymologist or a prude it's just that's a lot of time to say the word fucking a movie i'm just saying yeah. especially uh you know yeah from that time period too like yeah. not that it was like you know victorian times but y- you know what i mean like it seems like these days there's a lot more swearing in movies yeah it did get an r rating um probably for all the fucks that, it gave yeah, yeah they gave so many fucks uh but it did pretty well in the theaters despite that it was a hit you know yeah. didn't, didn't keep people away um it's it's funny I, I don't i mean yeah i'm i'm not a prude either i guess and i i don't it's not something i really notice in movies anymore i guess mm-hmm. i'm just become so desensitized i only notice it if i'm around someone who i know might have a problem like my kid i'm like oh, oh of course a little too much okay let's uh the other the other week we got into an a lift and we were heading, you know, it was like two miles. And the guy was listening to something on the radio. And it was just like, I was just like, mm, you, there's a seven-year-old behind you. Oh, no. you. Just change that. And he would switch it to something. And it would be just as bad. I'm like, oh, my God. What what, what XM band are you on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the raunchy one. Yeah, it was just yeah. all Wu-Tang. Wall-to-wall Wu-Tang. <laughs> <laughs> all Wu-Tang all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's what gets him through the day, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. I work with kids a lot, and uh, it, yeah, it makes me realize how much I swear. And um, <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, wait, I said that, but you know what? We've had the talk between grown-up words and bad words, and yes. you know what it means, so just don't say it until you're exactly. older. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do uh, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anything else we want to say about this minute? I'm good. I mean, I don't know. I, you guys talked about how much you like the way Keanu delivered his line, but they're not Keanu. Sorry, uh, Anthony Kiedis. Uh, yeah. There's just something about non-actors trying to act. They get so expressive with their hands and they're just, they're just like, this is how I would be when they know perfectly well that if someone said to them a, a sentence that that line responded with, they would not act like that at all. Yeah. I mean, That's I, not how they would do. I, I acknowledge they, that. Um, if he was a bigger character in the movie and was doing that performance for like multiple scenes, that would be really annoying. But for one line, I'm okay with it. That's that's what I'll say about it. And he kind of looks like a shot. Like it looks like he is in a music video. And like, if he wasn't saying, I think Anthony Kiedis always feels like he's in a music video. No matter. Yeah. This looks like a raw. This is like a raw clip from um, the give the ticket, ticket away, give it away video. Yeah. (laughs) Think of the names, you know, there's all about the close ups and really like hard, like angles and stuff like that. So this feels like he's just, just coming. He's like rolled off of that, you know, Oh, I got to shade the sides of my head real quick. And like, just put on. Okay, good. Get the silver paint off. Yeah. And I read for one of these fight scenes and originally I thought it was for this fight scene, but I actually think it's for the raid um, coming up in a later minute um, that Anthony Kiedis missed the fight, uh, the fight call. And so he just gets punched and um, goes down and that's it. But I, but he doesn't just get punched and go down in this fight. So I, I think it's for the later one. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was something I heard too, and yeah. I think it must just be for like a specific one. Yeah. Also, do you guys remember the movie? Um, uh, what I'm absolutely blanking on it now. It's got Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. Uh, oh. The Chase. The Chase. No, I don't. I don't think I know it. Oh. It's yeah. It's about like he just got a prison, and then he accidentally like kidnaps her and they like kind of like form a bond in the card it's just like basically it's very much in the zeitgeist of like the oj simpson thing because it's like like an hour and a half of like just a solid car chase mostly like freeway stuff Uh interesting um anyway i bring that up because anthony kiedis and flea are in that they have have (laughs) a cameo they're these two like redneck guys driving a monster truck and and they're trying to like you know uh, run them off the road yeah, and they end up like flipping, flipping their car and they blow it up and everything wow sounds very <laughs> yeah. mad max listeners if you uh know that what i'm talking about i'm pretty sure it's the chase and i can't think of like digging back into like everyone's uh imdb would take forever because it's not yeah. exactly like a, a popular movie it came out right about the same time as speed actually oh early 90s yeah. yeah charlie sheen also up for the role of johnny utah reportedly <laughs> that's right i just back then also- it would have worked <laughs> Yeah, possibly. I also just read that Val Kilmer was... Uh, oh, also Matthew awesome. Broderick. Yeah, Can you Matthew imagine Broderick. Matthew Broderick? I keep trying to reimagine these scenes with Matthew Broderick and they do not work. That's no. the one that seems like hey, hey, almost guys. impossible to imagine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just like, a you know, to some to get someone's, uh you know, paycheck down or something like that. Like, oh, we're, we're getting Matthew Broderick, so if you're, you don't agree to this, yeah. you're going to, I don't know. No. Possibly. Should All we move right. on to some recommendations? Sure. Do you want to start it off, Jessa? Sure. 
So I am going to recommend um, a TV show that Myrna and I just started watching um, called Norsemen or The Norsemen. It's just called Norsemen. Norsemen. And it's a Norwegian comedy about Vikings. <laughs> and, it's in English, though. And it's in English, yes. But it's uh, produced and created and acted in Norway. and they, they have, Okay, okay. They yeah. have accents, but they, they speak English. Uh, yeah, I, you know... Most of Scandinavia speaks very, very, very good English, um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a funny comedy. It's it gets a little blue, a little dark, a little raunchy. It gets very blue, actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, but my mom, who's you know, I'd, I'd say can be a bit of bit of a prude sometimes, um, thought it was pretty funny. So you know, there you go. Yeah, it's funny, but yeah, it's funny. It's um, Mern called it like The Office meets Vikings. It kind of has that. A humor tone that's like sounds a little bit improvised like they're just yeah. talking off the cuff um and it's kind of, it's a it's it works it's a funny contrast to uh you know the viking and they have like this great uh score that sounds kind of lord of the rings and then it'll be undercut by this like so uh you know i'm just your slave then right okay and there's like this yeah the tone the tone shifts are, are what makes the comedy work for me yeah and it's so, it's so- so it's like a... Der Yafis? Der, yeah, sure. Der Yafis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it has really, really good hair and an amazing villain who is... Yeah, he was my favorite character. Yeah, is one of, probably my new favorite villain now. Jarl Varg. Yeah, Jarl Varg. Um, who looks like a snake, and it's awesome. So there you go. Norsemen. Norsemen. All right, George, you want to take it away? Um... I don't know if you get to read this, but um, I really like the the Red Rising series by Pierce Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm going oh. like a full like book series. I actually have a couple of these. I like book series a lot. But um, yeah, it's like it's supposed to be young adult. But uh, I mean, if you read this, you're like, this is not young adult. This is like this weird sweeping galactic epic set in the future. And like all the all the everyone instead of like race, there's like um, their colors are broken down by like your job. And there's like gold at the top and reds are at the bottom. And it's about this sort of like a Mars uprising. And I highly recommend if you if you do embark on this, he's also dropping a new one. It's a trilogy at first, but but now he's like apparently paid him enough money. He's going to write another one. But he's got another one coming out in January. But um, I highly recommend the um, Audible audio book because the guy reading it is got this beautiful irish accent and it's just the most poetic and it goes so well with his prose because his prose is very poetic while he's still talking about space battles and 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 you know colonial uprisings and stuff so it's big and sweeping and it's got a great it's got, it's got a great hook to it it's it's really fun and this it's only three books but i'm not sure where the next one's going to be so i like how it's going to fit into the series but the original trilogy is absolutely worth every minute you can spend on it nice awesome sounds good yeah. Have you have you ever um I, I listened to a, an audiobook, uh Tana French is like an Irish mystery writer and uh it just reminded me of that because the the audiobook also has like a very this woman with a very beautiful Irish accent and she does all these different Irish accents for the characters it's and it's beautiful. Yeah. I'll, I'll check that out cuz no cuz yeah, it's, it's not it's a Irish. sweeping sci- sci-fi uh, it, you know epic. It's very different but the Irish audiobook reader was was good. All right, uh, I'm going to recommend, uh, we just watched Werner Herzog's Nosferatu, uh, mm-hmm. which I'd never seen before, and uh, I really liked it. Um, 
it's I I don't remember the original Nosferatu very well, and we watched it with a uh, previous Point Break Minute guest, Avi Cool, who, who is, is very well versed in the lore and uh, and knew it a little better. And, and has they Nosferatu on their back tattooed. Oh, actually, I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, they said that uh, there were some shots that were you know like very well copied from the original, sort of a shot for shot um, remake. But it wasn't all like that for sure. There's definitely some very Herzog things in it. Um, What's cool about it is that a lot of it was filmed in not, you know, the exact location that it would be, but close. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just very immersive and you really get into where it is, the place. And uh, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, he releases 11,000 rats. (laughs) Yeah, apparently he was Of course, and you can't do fake with Werner Herzog. It's got to be all the rats. All of the rats. All of the rats. We want 11,000 of them. Um, the rats apparent- must be real like the rats in my soul. Yes. <laughs> Apparently he was filming in one, a city in, uh, what was it, in the Netherlands? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was, he want, he needed to release the 11,000 rats and they dis- they didn't agree to that. So he had to move <laughs> to a different location. Because <laughs> he was, Fine, was we will take our cameras and go elsewhere. Yeah, it's non-negotiable. We have to have the rats. That is what, and uh, there's this really beautiful um, sequence in it that I won't give away too much, but it's, it's just, um, we didn't know like, well, what is this? It's just like this music is playing and, uh, the character Lucy is walking and there's all these people just like doing crazy random things. And then it's, it's revealed that a wave of rats, there (laughs) there are rats everywhere. There's, and there's like pigs and goats, like the the way it portrays, uh, when, when Dracula comes to the town, the way it portrays the town falling apart is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nosferatu. And uh, I, I saw the English language version, um, but there's also one that is in German. They, they were shot. Um, yeah, they were shot simultaneously. Yeah. So the actors did one scene in English and then, or one scene in German, and then they do one the same scene in English. So uh, apparently if you watch both, you can sort of get a whole experience with that. But I just watched the English version. So yeah, Nosferatu, Red Riding series. Rising. Red Rising. Not Red Riding Head. Red Rising series. And the Norsemen. The Norsemen. The Excellent. Norsemen. All right. Well, that's all all we got for this episode of Point Break Minute. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, here, we've been saying rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Please do that. But also, just like if if you have a friend who likes Point Break or you think would enjoy this, tell them about it. Yeah. Go and do likewise. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much, George. Hey. Thanks for having me. We'll see you uh, in a few days for the next one. All right. Excellent. Well, we'll see you next time on another Point Break Minute. Give it away, give it away, give it away now.